Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. We're going to look at the first division called innocence. And I say division because we went through the lesson prior. You have to go back and listen to it to get caught up to speed if you haven't heard it. But we distinguished between, biblically, what a division is and what a dispensation is. And I'll say this at the start of the message and we'll tie it in at the end of the message. When God dispenses truth, it doesn't have an endpoint. And that's the big takeaway that I'd like us to have in our mind as we go through each of these uh, divisions or dispensations. God's going to dispense truth, but there isn't an end to that truth. And typically when you see charts, they'll have a starting point of a dispensation and an ending point of a dispensation. But really that's a dividing line to when new truth is revealed. But it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop when... Uh, what we'll see tonight concerning this age of innocence. Go to Genesis chapter number two. and verse number seven, this division of innocence will start. And the Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because some, not Many, but you might have come across or you've heard of this teaching where some will erroneously say that abortion is not murder because until the baby is born and, you know, you got to slap the baby on the butt and it takes its first breath. And now it has the breath of life. And that's just erroneous. That's just wrong. That's that's heretical. This verse, Genesis chapter two, verse number seven, it has to do specifically with who? Adam. I wasn't made out of the dust of the ground. Adam was. It's a specific verse about a specific time, about a specific man. And no one but Adam was made that way. That baby conceived in the womb. Abortion is murder. Abortion is murder. The other thing that if it's not obvious to you now, I'd like to bring that out. I like to bring this out to you. Adam, it says in verse number uh, seven that we're looking at, Adam, uh, it says God formed a man and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. We don't see a verse that says God breathed into Eve and received the breath of life, do we? Was she a living soul? Yes. Yeah. This verse is a specific verse dealing with how God created Adam. The division of innocence would end. Go over to Genesis chapter 3 and look at the 19th verse. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. That was after Adam and Eve fell and sin entered into the world. But they were initially, Adam and Eve were initially God's first stewards. They were placed in the garden. They were innocent. 
You know what that means? They were free from guilt. Adam and Eve were free from sin. They were harmless. They were pure. They've done no wrong and there were no violations of God's commandments. But it was simple. They had a simple command from God. What was that command? Just believe and obey. That was it. Believe and obey what God said. But they were not found faithful. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, 2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But they weren't. They were given one simple responsibility. Well, they were told to be fruitful and multiply. But they were given one simple responsibility after that. In Genesis 2, let's read verse 15. Let's watch what the Bible says. And the Lord took God the man, Genesis 2, 15, and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. God said, obey that. Obey that. Watch what happens. Their failure came and fall uh, the fall and sin came into the world because they disobey Genesis 3 verse 1 now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God made and said unto the woman yea hath God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden God hath said ye shall not eat of it neither shall you touch it lest you die and the serpent said to the woman ye shall not surely die for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. They disobeyed. And the result of their disobedience, you can look at verses 7 all the way down to 19 and we see the result of their disobedience innocence is lost it's gone because they disobeyed god they willfully transgressed what god had told them to do that's man given the light of god's creation Take your mind back and imagine if you were in that Garden of Eden. The light of God's creation. Verse number 15. Watch what the promise is. The light of God's promise. I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. That's the light of promise. But in Adam and Eve, the first stewards of God in that garden, they were innocent. So they willfully transgressed God's law and they single-handedly passed sin and death onto all of mankind. You don't have to turn there, but Romans 5 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sin. One command disobeyed once, cast all of us into death people want to know how long till after god created adam and eve did they fall 
I don't know. The Bible doesn't specifically say. But I don't think for a minute that the devil wasted any time going after God's created uh, God's cre created human beings. I don't think he wasted any time. Isaiah chapter 14. Look at verse number 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nation? Lucifer fell down and he ended up on the ground. <laughs> That's where he was and he didn't waste any time. I don't believe he did. Verse number 13. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. You already had an exalted position. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend in the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. He wanted to be the like the most high, but he, he fell. He fell from heaven to the ground. Ezekiel 28, verse 13. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. That's where he was. Uh, look at verse number 15. That was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. And I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee, watch where? To the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Right from the beginning, I believe the devil started. He just started his junk. All the temptation. John 8. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it to you. You are of your father, the devil, and lost your father. Will ye do? Ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So here you have Adam and Eve, innocent, in the garden. What did the many things that Lucifer bragged about is beauty. He's in a beautiful garden that God created for two of his beautiful uh, created human beings, Adam and Eve. And, and the devil can't stand it. I thought I'm, I thought I'm beautiful. And he went and he attacked. How does he attack? The same way he always attacks. Changing the word of God. Yea, has God said. And then there goes the temptation. So here's the first principle I'd like us to get a hold of tonight. The deeper you fall in love with God, the harder it is for Satan to tempt you. This is why we try to get people to learn the Bible, read the Bible, pray to God, study the Bible so they can know who God is and they can develop a deeper relationship with him. Because when temptation comes, 
you have a stronger walk with the Lord. Imagine if Adam and Eve spent 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 years walking with God and developing a roots deep relationship. I believe it would have been much easier for them to resist the temptation of, of, of the devil. Matter of fact, we'll look at and the law wasn't given. But in one single act of obedience, Adam and Eve broke just about every command. Thou shalt no other gods before me. Well, they put the old serpent before God. They listened to him. Thou shalt make unto thee a graven image. The, women's, the woman saw that the tree was good for food. It was pleasant to the eye. Put it before God. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You see in Luke chapter 3, uh, which was the son of Adam, and, and God calls him, which was the son of God. Adam blasphemed the name of the Lord when he acted like the title that God gave him had no meaning. Honor thy father and thy mother. They didn't honor the command. They broke the command of their heavenly father. Thou shalt not kill. We, we all plunged into death because of Adam. Killed the whole race. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Unfaithfulness to God is what? Spiritual adultery. Thou shalt not steal. The fruit on that tree that God said not to eat of, it wasn't theirs for the taking. All the others was theirs, but that one wasn't, and they stole. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. <laughs> it's my wife's fault. <laughs> my, my, my. And Eve, well, it's God's fault. Thou shalt not covet. They saw that fruit. They wanted that fruit. That fruit wasn't for them. God said stay away from it. And they wanted it. Now, I don't know what day it happened on. But it happened on, if it happened on the seventh day, they broke the Sabbath as well. Before the law was even given. Just something interesting to note. The Bible doesn't tell us or spell out exactly how long it was from Adam and Eve's innocence until when they fall, when, when the fall came about, when they sinned. Um, but we do know this. A man with no sin nature, that'd be Adam, doesn't have immunity to the victory over the temptation that Satan offers. I'd love to live without a sin nature. Wouldn't you? But Adam and Eve, prior to them disobeying God, they didn't have that. And that didn't grant them immunity to temptation. The other thing is, Adam and Eve couldn't blame their environment. The garden was perfect. I ran the phrase, be content, and the phrase, be content, shows up seven times in the Bible. Be content, be content, be content. You know why I say that? Because it doesn't matter what your environment is. If you're not content with God, you're going to fall. And they did. They did. Sure did. 
you imagine being Adam and Eve in the garden? You know, it's not like you can blame. Well, I didn't understand what the Bible said. There wasn't a Bible. You couldn't use that excuse because it, it was God speaking directly to them. It couldn't have missed it. But they did. Romans chapter number five. Let's start at verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. We all know who that is. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sin. Okay. The big takeaway I'd like you to come away with tonight is this. For this age of innocence. Some teach that this age of innocence started when Adam was created and it ended when Adam fell. Well, that's true for Adam and Eve. But this idea of this dispensation of innocence having an ending point, I don't believe it's biblical because that truth still is in place today. Why? Verse number 13. I'll show you why. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. You know what happens to every baby that is born? That baby is innocent before God. I'm telling you, God Dispense this truth, this innocence of Adam and Eve in the garden. We see that. But that truth is still active today. If a baby dies. And it's a horrible thing to see happen. But that baby goes to be with God because it's an innocent child. Yes, that child does fall under verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered in the world, death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So yes, Romans 5.12 is talking about that baby. Sin passed, you're from the race of Adam. Absolutely. But verse 13 also applies to that baby. You can't apply one verse without the other. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. Every baby that is born, God sees as innocent. The child has no idea what sin is. Yes, he has a sin nature. That infant, that baby, that very, very young child can't connect the dots with what willful transgression of the law is. And until willful transgression of the law takes place, that baby is covered in innocence. That young child is covered in innocence. And God is not going to sentence an innocent baby to hell. He's not going to do that. Get Second Samuel chapter 12. This is a really good verse. David. As a baby. Well, he doesn't, but he fathers a baby. And in verse number, uh, let's start at verse number 15. And Nathan departed into his house 
And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David, therefore, besought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not. Neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. Very simple to understand. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said unto his servant, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came to the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he came to his own house. And when he, and when he required, they set bread before him and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, what thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive. But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? And here's the verse I'd like us to see. We understand so far from the text. The baby that David fathered died. And you know what God reveals to us in verse 23? Watch it. But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? The baby's dead. David can't bring that baby back to him. He's dead. But watch. I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. How's he going to go to him? When David dies, he is going to go be with him, with the Lord. Where did that baby go? To be with the Lord. Because of, the, because of that innocence, that age of innocence. That dispensation didn't end. God dispensed that truth. There was a dividing line. And we see Adam was created. Adam fell. We see that dividing line. That innocence ended for them. But the dispensing of that truth didn't end for us. It still holds true today. Now, you get a child that gets to an age where he is accountable. And he or she knows that. They have willfully sinned and disobeyed God. Now they're sunk. Now they're sunk. And that's a, that's a scary place to be. It's a scary place to be. God dispensed that truth in the garden of that whole idea of innocence. But that truth never stopped being truth. Does that make sense? Still true today. Uh, let's get Romans 7. Show you another one. Show you one more. Romans chapter 7. Look at verse... Number nine, Romans seven, verse number nine. 
Paul says under the Holy Spirit's inspiration, for I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. There was a time of innocence. Sin became real to me and I died. And young people need to know that when you come to an age where you are willfully sinning and disobeying the commands that you know God has given. Now you're accountable to God. And if you die in that state. You're sunk. This is why we want to bring the gospel to everybody we can. Everybody we can. So to wrap up. The dispensation of innocence of man. For the human race, for the human race at large, we draw back the lens. Adam to Adam's fall. The human race, mankind as we know it, because of the fall, that age of innocence is over. That's the dividing line. We see that started. We see that ended in Genesis. Make sense? Everybody got that? But for us as individuals, we were created by God. We were born. We had a, a, a physical birth. We are innocent until what? When? When we willfully and knowingly transgress God's law. What's the age of that? God doesn't tell us. But the individual knows. And then it's between them and God. So for mankind, we have a dividing line. Adam created. Adam fell. Age of innocence over for the human race. Dividing line. But for us as individuals, that truth, that dispensing of that truth didn't stop. Because for us as individuals, again, we've got our created birth, our natural birth until we get to an age, you've heard the term, age of accountability, when you know, when you know you've sinned against God. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.